0: All are welcome. We're
1: glad you found us. Unity Online Radio,
2: the voice of an awakening world.
0: Ready to expand your alignment with Source. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Here's your host, Ray Zander. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your Feel Good Sister Ray. Happy to have you on board as we move through more exciting understandings, new ways to see our lives as vibrational playhouses where we can cavort and and really see how we manifest in the world and then also how we can deliciously surrender to this gorgeous energy that is all around us, wanting to see our dreams fulfilled in very specific ways. And I welcome you to this radio show, podcast, wherever you are listening around this gorgeous planet. I am flying solo this week and I have a bit of a confession to make. I I know it's been a while since I've published a show and part of the reason is, we well, I've also got this very deep chest voice. I've got a little bit of a, a cold going on. But the other part is that I, I've just been delving into a new channel and working with some new information. And it has had such a significant impact on my life. And I've been thinking of ways and talking with Unity and how is it that I can present this information? Because I know traditionally we talk pretty exclusively about Abraham. And of course, that content continues, that that channel and what Esther Hicks continues to be such an, a profound resource in my life. But I wanted to introduce you to some new teachings from a channel that I've spoken about before on the show, but I've not really kind of dived in and dedicated uh, the time that I think it requires to understand some of this new information coming from this channel. Um, you've heard me mention them before. They're called the Communion of Light. And Frank Butterfield is the channel. And I have, I just want to take some time to share with you some of the information that he is sharing with us, us who are engaged with um, this, again, this energy that is coming through him. And I think it's some extraordinarily significant information that can kind of blow your mind as to what's really going on here in this vibrational universe. So I've I've reached out to him and he's generously offered to um, let us play some long form content from him. So we can go a little bit deeper about some of the significant ways that he is being um, given information about all kinds of topics. But the topic we're going to focus on today is money. Is money And, you know, lock in your seatbelt here because he really talks about money in such a significantly different way than I have heard any other teacher speak about money. And it really is important to kind of get his full story, the communion's full story about how they're trying to help us understand this energy of abundance and how we manifest in our world. And the track I want to introduce you to today is specifically their deeper understanding as a channeled group about how we see money and the truth about money. And they're going to make some pretty distinct clarifications here about the difference between money, what we talk about in the future or in the past, versus cash, cash dollars meaning what's in your account today what can you go use on your credit card today what is available in this moment and my hope is that we'll be again to take a deeper dive into some of these topics that continue to create contrast to create clarity but most importantly to provide us with some relief in understanding how our world works and being able to pivot our mind and our feelings and our thoughts to be more in alignment with what we know and what we want and our broader consciousness. That's when we really start cooking with gas, right? So the track I'm going to queue up for you today is really about a concept of understanding what money is from an energetic metaphysical component and the importance of forgiving money. For what you may or may not perceive it has done for you or not done for you in the way that you had hoped. So, like I said, settle back, strap in on your seatbelt, and be prepared to to be introduced to a really significantly different way from my perspective on understanding money and cash, forgiveness and abundance. So I introduce to you the communion of light channeled by Frank Butterfield. Their website is communionoflight.com. And I'll be back to uh, speak more about some of the things you're about to hear. Stay tuned.
3: So here today in this first conversation in this very delicious series that is all about forgiving money, we want to first talk about our terms. In other words, we have two words, both of which are very significant and very important on a cultural level. But neither of which, from our perspective, have much meaning. And we'll explain what that means, why we say that, and how to apply what it is that we're talking about here in just a moment. So when you look at what it is that you're actually doing in relationship to money, you're actually not looking at much of anything. Because there is nothing actually there to see. Money is a delusion. It's the idea of cash projected into the future or regretted from the past. But it doesn't have any meaning or any power any usefulness anything that it can do for you right here and right now and that's one of the most frustrating things about it because you cannot actually touch money you can't deal with money you can't handle money you can't do anything with money you can attempt you can attempt and you can attempt but you get nowhere with it cash dollars or pounds or euro however are tangible you can hold them in your hand you can give them away You can use a little plastic card with a magnetic strip or a little chip in it and do transactions in that way that is significant and meaningful where you give cash to someone in exchange for products or services or just as a gift to give them. You can do something with cash, but you can do nothing with money. Money has no meaning, it has no value, it has no power. And yet all of you have decided and have done so in quite a brilliant sort of way that it is yours to manage to handle and to deal with and it is extremely frustrating because you get no traction with it. When you allow yourself to have the cash that you desire, uh, magical things can happen. You open up to something that is very powerful and very present and very real that actually produces something quite specific that is for you on your behalf and to your benefit. But when you're dealing with money, you get nothing in return. You put as much as you can into it and you get very little back. Now, the thing is, is that there's plenty of people who go around saying that they're making money, making money, making money. And, of course, that's a cultural term and we don't have any opinion about it because it doesn't really mean anything to us. But we know that there's plenty of people who will say, I'm making money. Well, yes, that's probably exactly what they're doing. But what they're also doing in some way, shape, or form, and every one of you has done this, if you have a penny, you've done this, is allowing cash to rise up, to be present, to fall into your reality in the way that is right for you. Not fall in as in from somewhere else, but fall in as in take shape and form and be tangible and real. In the same way that you let oxygen be real, and it's very real for you, particularly if you don't have enough of it. So, too, do you have plenty of cash. And when you don't have as much as you want, you blame money. But money isn't at fault here. It isn't money. It isn't even your thoughts about money. Because there's nothing there to be dealt with. When you're really, really looking at how much cash you have, looking at it from that perspective, you have plenty. At any given moment, even if you have a penny, you have plenty. Now, the idea of not having enough has to do with a projection into the future somewhat with the regrets of the past, but mostly about projecting into the future. And when you project into the future, you are not going to get anything that you actually want out of that. When you project into the future, what you're doing is you are making something happen that you can't or attempting to make something happen that you can't actually achieve. Now, we're not talking about imagining what it is that you desire because that's not a projection into the future, that's actually an imagining in the present where you're essentially directing the future to develop in a certain way that is specific to you, that is personal to you, that's very helpful to you, undoubtedly. But when you project into the future and you're bringing with it your doubts and your fears and your disbeliefs and your disdains and your regrets from the past, you're not really helping yourself out very much. What you're really doing is actually essentially clouding your reality in the present moment with ideas that you don't like, but believing that you have to deal with them and have to manage them. So that's money. Money is nothing. There is nothing there. There's plenty of cash, plenty of cash, dollars, pounds, euro, for your delight, for you to imagine and allow. But that's it. Imagine and allow. You're not going to make money. You've never once made money. You can say that your behavior was the making of money. You went to work to make money. You sold your product or services to make money. You invented something to make money. You produced art to make money. But that isn't what you actually did. What you did is you, for whatever reason, in some way, shape, or form, decided to allow cash to come into your reality. Maybe it was because it was established enough with a transaction that you would believe that you could have it. And so in that believing that's why the cash arrived and you call it making money but you weren't making money at all you can't make money there's no such thing as it and you don't even really know what the device of making money would be that's just a catch-all phrase that's used to describe something that you probably don't really understand because it's not really necessary to understand it you imagine something and you allow it you do this with oxygen you do this with gravity you do this with the movement of your body. You do this with what's in the refrigerator. You do this with what's in the cupboard. You do this with everything. As you come around a corner, you encounter what it is that you're expecting, more or less. But more so than less. Much more so than less. All reality arrives in your experience instantaneously at the moment of its necessariness. Not neediness, but how it's necessary to you right in that moment to fulfill the desire of something that is wonderful happening for you. You're not in charge of that. You are the one who directs it, but you don't control it or manage it. If you did, you wouldn't know how to do it anyway. Many of you try to explore how to manage and control the manifestation of things, experiences, situations, but you have something so much easier and so much more powerful and so much more immediate at your disposal, which is your imagination and your willingness and, of course, your intuition that brings you into the having of what you have been imagining and it always feels better because that's what you're doing is imagining what feels better now when you're projecting into the future and dreading what is coming you're not doing yourself much good and you're in fact slowing everything down and essentially putting into your physical reality things that you actually don't want because you think you have to deal with them you think that's the way it works you think those are the rules that you're just dictating to your reality how to follow the rules that you yourself have established for whatever reason. But you don't have to. You don't have to do any of this. What you can do at any given moment is decide you have plenty of cash right now and you've got the evidence for that. If you have a penny, you have plenty. So let's talk a little bit about forgiving. Forgiving is a word that is a very, very, very shall we say, it has a lot of baggage, because it seems like an impossible thing, that your job is to basically give a boon to those who have harmed you, to those who have messed with you in some sort of way, and that what you're going to do is give them the boon of your superior spiritual approach, where you basically dispense them and say, it's okay, you did the best you could, I'm sure it's fine, but you don't really, most of you don't really mean it. Real forgiveness, the way we really mean it here in this context, is recognizing that whatever it is that you thought happened didn't actually happen. As we say, all manifestation is perfect. It's the perception that gets screwy and the perception that seems to require forgiveness where they harmed you or they hurted you or you did that to them or to yourself. That's screwy. Because you can't ever do anything other than what's exactly right for you, right then and right there, right at the right time, right in the right way. You're always in this right place, right here, and so there's nothing that needs to be forgiven. All is well right here, right now. So when we talk about forgiving money, we're talking about actually recognizing how it had no effect whatsoever, and how you're in this right place at this right time in this right way and all is well. All is well and all is good. We also want to invite you to notice that in discussing the topic of forgiving money, it probably is going to bring up some very juicy contrast that you might very well be able to leverage if you want to, you don't have to. One of the parts of the contrast that we would imagine will probably arise is the feeling that you may have that you've never really gotten it right. Because you've been looking for money to tell you what your validation point was, to confirm that you did something right and it's always disappointed you and always let you down. The idea that you've got it right when it comes to finances or money or even the, you could use the word cashier, but it's not really cash, it's money. The idea that you have got it right And so, therefore, you're valid in your approach. The markers that you're using to make that determination are all faulty because they're based on something that doesn't exist, money. If you look at your bank account and say, this is the validation that I've done everything right, you're missing the point. By the time you look at the bank account, by the time you actually bring the cash out on the table, It's not the same thing that it was when you observed it. You've already changed. It's already changed. Things have become different. And our suggestion is that instead of trying to get it right when it comes to money, to actually be willing to be completely wrong about all of it. In other words, to give up the idea that you're supposed to do something in the right way to be responsible to be an adult to be able to make as much money as you should ever want to you can have as much cash as you want you'll never be able to make any money because there's nothing to be made and you don't even know the mechanism mechanisms by which to make money I'm sure there are plenty of books that lots and lots of people have written about this topic and have said this is the foolproof plan to make as much money as you want you do this and this and this and some of that includes visualization and exercises and running around in a circle three times with your left foot being held by your right hand and we get it there are mystical ways there are practical ways there are seemingly even metaphysical ways but the only metaphysical way to make money is to do nothing because there's nothing to be made but to create cash to invite the experience of having more and more cash is just simply your imagination you do it all the time when you're quote-unquote making money You're imagining what it is that you're wanting and allowing yourself to have it, but then putting it under the guise of making money, and and that's fine. That is always what is happening with a solid paycheck that comes in regularly on the 1st and 15th or whatever it may be, where you're getting the same amount day after day or week after week or month after month. And it's dependent upon your employment contract, and did you fulfill the rules of that, and did you do the right thing, and did they do the right thing by you? So there's all these conditions, and it's pretty solid. You have lots and lots of agreement culturally on this topic. And more importantly, there's lots and lots of agreement within yourself on this topic. And so when there's anything that ever goes astray, like hot and cold running water, you do tend to get very clear about how it's going to get fixed, and it's going to get fixed now. But it's still very, very heavy on the pressure, and it's still very intense on how you're supposed to show up and follow the rules and do the right thing so that you can get that validation point for money that will tell you, yes, you now have this much in the bank because you did the right thing. You have that much in the bank because you imagined it and you allowed it. It's there for you on your behalf and to your benefit, but it doesn't validate anything. It doesn't make anything better. It doesn't improve anything. It's just what you've created, but it's everything. Your creations are powerful and amazing and wonderful. Forgiving money doesn't mean that you're going to let go of harm and hurt and resentment, although you might. And we highly recommend that you do. Forgiving money just simply means that you remember that there's nothing there, nothing there to be forgiven, nothing there to be let go of. There's just nothing there. There's just habits of thought that you play with over and over and over again, giving a lot of energy to, because they have to be be constantly fed since they're very hungry ghosts and they never are satisfied, they never help you, they never give you what you actually want. They never validate your experience, they never validate your intelligence, they never validate your canny or your ability, they give you the illusion of that validation but they don't actually validate anything. You're in this right place at this right time in this right way, that's always the case and the amount of cash that you have In your wallet, in your purse, in the coffee can in the freezer that's in the bank, that's stuffed under the mattress, that's buried under the backyard, whatever it is that you have and wherever it is that you have, it is exactly right, right now. And as much as you have, you can have more. It's just a matter of imagining. And you all know how to imagine. You all know how to take a deep breath and just put your attention on the deliciousness of having something and then allow it to go forth. In other words, let it go. Let it go forth. Let it go out. Let it go do its job. Let it go form things for you on your behalf and to your benefit. For most of you, that's a very light touch, very light touch, just as simple as saying, wouldn't it be nice if? That's not a formula, but you have your own way of creating, and you know how it works because you are doing it all of the time. You may not have put much thought to it, but it's always there. And certainly as we go through this series of conversations this week, we'll invite you to bring your questions about that if is to your delight to do so. But most of all, first and foremost, we suggest that you recognize that forgiving money is essentially just putting your attention on the cash that you have and recognizing how much you have is wonderful. Because when you put your attention on anything and you say, this is wonderful and I really like having it, You're amplifying the parts of it that are wanted. For most of you, that will be the plentitude of cash. A stash of cash, a bag of cash, a big pile of cash, whatever it is. You put your attention on it and you say, this I like, this I have, and it amplifies. In your experience, you get more opportunities to do that. We'd highly recommend you do so. We'd also highly recommend that you decide that it's okay that money has betrayed you, because it has it's betrayed everyone. And it didn't do so because it's some, there's something wrong with it. It did so because it had no job trying to validate you. So you wanting it to give you a validation point, to give you an A plus, to give you the top marks on your paper, to say, yes, now you're plenty rich and you'll never have to worry about money again, which is the goal of making money. That never really works. You can imagine yourself having plenty of cash and it will happen. But you cannot put yourself in a situation where in you're holding a resentment against something that doesn't even exist and then expect that you're going to get what you want it just doesn't work but we don't have to tell you that it's most likely that you have proof of this no matter how wealthy you are no matter how much cash you have. If you've been trying to make money, it's always been disappointing. It's never been fulfilling. And we're not saying it should have been fulfilling and you just missed the mark. We're just saying it had no ability or capacity to be fulfilling because there was nothing there to fulfill you in the first place. So that is where we begin with this series of conversations. We look forward to all of your questions about this topic and we remind you once again Very deliciously so, that as wonderful and delicious and amazing as it is where you are right now with all the cash that you have, it's only going to get better and better and better from here. So, today we want to introduce you to the next conversation that we wish to offer you. And that particular conversation, along with your very delicious questions, is all about forgiving money because you have a tremendous Tremendous resentment. Almost all of our physical friends have this. A tremendous resentment against money, not cash, but money. And by forgiving money, what you're really doing is just letting a ghost off the hook, which is no different than forgiving the past, because the past is as non existent as money. They're just ideas and constructs that are projected outward that actually have nothing to do with anything. They're just sort of a convenient way to dump things that you don't really otherwise know what to do with. So when we talk about forgiveness, and we'll talk about this at greater length and in more detail as this series of conversations unfolds, but when we talk about forgiveness, we're not talking about a boon that you as the more evolved, more sentient, more spiritual person are giving to another thing, another place, another person. Forgiveness has nothing to do with money in this context. It has nothing to do with a person in the context of forgiving this person for what they did. Forgiveness is an opening that you bring forth within yourself. Your willingness to notice that whatever it is that you think happened didn't happen. That's what, from our perspective, forgiveness really is. It's an opening. It's a giving, most certainly, but it's not a boon. It's not what an ascended person does to a lesser person. It's not what the offended does to the offender. Because money hasn't done a goddamn thing to you. You have hurt yourself. By trying to deal with something that actually doesn't exist and that isn't really there. As we've pointed out many times, you have plenty of cash, but money, you never get any. And if you do think you have it, it's never enough because it's not there. It can't. It can't do what it is that you think it's supposed to do for you. It can't make you feel better. It can't comfort you. It cannot bring you security.
0: Well, I promised you a deep dive and you got it. <laughs> I know that was a lot of information to take, but don't worry. We'll pull it apart, piece it back together again, and find the relief that is always present as spirit guides us more and more to remembering who we are. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attractions. <music>
1: We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio,
2: the voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate today.
1: Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics.
4: Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light, getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present, but the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody, nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it." The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force, which is ever-seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness,
0: as success.
1: To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org.
0: Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening
2: world.
4: Give someone you love the gift of inspiration with a subscription to Unity Magazine. Each issue has interesting articles and compelling interviews from some of today's most prominent spiritual thought leaders. Explore new ideas in health, science, spirituality, and a lot more. Send gifts to your family and friends and save $7 off the subscription rate. Get a one-year subscription for just $14.95. This offer ends on December 31st, so go to Unity.org to find out more. If you could talk to an angel, what would you say? Join Jerry Gavin every Monday at 5 p.m. Central for Angelic Connection. Jerry shares messages from his guardian angel, Margaret, in combination with ancient healing practices to teach people how to listen to their spirit. Jerry can help you strengthen your connection to the angelic realm and receive clear messages of help and healing. Call in and join the show every Monday on Unity Online Radio. This show is an Encore broadcast. Phone lines are closed.
0: Welcome back to Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander. So you might be thinking well, great. But now what? What do I do with this information? How do I actually play it out in some sort of satisfying action? Well, this next track we're going to queue up as we wrap up the hour is really um, about how to take these concepts and build a directive in how you shift your consciousness. This is again, another track from the communion of light, communionoflight.com. And they specifically talk about how to create a directive for cash in the moment that opens up the perception of your reality to allow more to come in without anything but your expanded consciousness. We'll talk a little bit after we play this track. Here we go.
3: To the universe of my thoughts from Delicious Me, (laughs) regarding the opening opportunities It is my powerful desire to continue and continuously expand into the delight of how I express myself creatively. Mm. I feel the power and the magic and the delight of this self-expression whenever I stand in front of Of a group of people and open my mouth and begin to talk about the topic at hand, whatever it may be, and to whomever I am addressing myself. Hmm. It is delicious. And I am absolutely positively enamored with that deliciousness, with the experience of presenting. The experience of being asked questions, of then becoming a very delicious participant in the expansion of another person's ideas about themselves, Mm -hmm. of how an organization can become better at what it does, can go to where it wants to go and achieve its goals, as it were, I absolutely positively adore this kind of self expression. I feel as though I'm a collaborator in someone else's good, and it's Mm -hmm. utterly delicious. Furthermore, it is my intention, and I hereby direct you, wonderful universe of my thoughts, to amplify my having of cash dollars Mm. I love it as the cash flows in and through I love the checks I love the payments I love the ways in which cash comes to me through channels both known and unknown how wonderful and delicious and delightful that feels. I absolutely positively adore the amplification of having a plentitude of cash dollars as I do right now. I know, and I direct you to amplify this knowing that something really wonderful is happening here. And I stand back and I let you, universe of my thoughts through infinite intelligence, sort out, arrange, and deliver all of this good, knowing that as good as you can deliver today, It's only going to be better and better and better tomorrow. Very sincerely yours, wonderful, amazing me. So here in this first conversation of this series of conversations that is all about your directive for cash, we want to talk first and foremost about what a directive actually is. So a directive is just using the power of your focus to translate into words that which you intend to have. So we could say it's a process, but we really don't recommend processes, but it is certainly a tool, although we really don't recommend tools, that you can use as it feels better to do so. And throughout this series of conversations, if it is your desire to have us help you craft a directive like we would do a rampage, we certainly do invite you to bring that to the table because it is quite delicious from our perspective to be with you as you are deciding to actually have what it is that you actually desire to have. So. In a directive, basically what you would be doing is addressing the universe of your thoughts, and that's the way we suggested. You could certainly use any idea that you have of that which is infinite intelligence working itself out for you on your behalf and to your benefit, creating the reality that is around you and doing so magically and magnificently. And in that communication, in that letter, if you will, What you're doing is you're basically instructing what is going to happen. Now, that sounds like the future. And in many ways, we could say it is, in fact, the future. But the way you want to do this is from a place of clarity. And that might be where we can certainly help you because it's very clear to us what is inevitable from where you sit, no matter what it is or where you're going from or where it is that you are wanting to go. And it may not necessarily be clear to you, but that's not a permanent condition. It is a temporary one. And as you get into the habit of directing your reality, not managing it, not controlling it, not making it happen, but directing it, it can become very clear to you what it is that you actually desire. And of course, as with anything, as you put your attention on something It evolves and expands and becomes more of what it is. So you may start with a directive and end up with something very different that feels even better. But this is where you can begin. And again, when we say begin, every moment is a new beginning. So it's not as though nothing happened prior to this, but the past is really irrelevant here. The point of a directive is also to remind you that the point of power is in the present. And it doesn't matter if you have ever given a directive to your reality, to the universe of your thoughts, to the assembly of your desires before. It doesn't really matter because now, if contrast has brought you to the table and you're thinking, there's something more that I want from where I'm sitting, then now is where the point of power is. It's not going to help you to sort of languish over the past and say, well, I did it already, and why isn't it happening? And what's wrong with me? That's really not going to help you. But what is helping you, what's very powerful, is to say, well, I know that I've got the contrast that's brought me to the memory of a directive, and so I'm going to use that to my advantage, and I'm going to further direct my reality to get on the ball and get it done and make it happen, so to speak. But it is important for you to remember that your position as the director Of your reality is like someone who is standing not necessarily high above everything but who certainly is paying attention to the bigger picture now not the bigger picture necessarily of how all things work in exactly the right way at the right time in the right moment but whatever it is that has Captured your attention, whatever it is that contrast has brought to the table, whatever it is that infinite intelligence serving you as the director of your reality has offered you. To get down into the mechanics of something is not anything that we would recommend. But to stand from where you are and to survey your realm, for it certainly is that, is to look around and to see what it is that you like and to put your attention on that as it feels better or what it is that you don't like, and to engage with that as that feels better. But to also look at what you have and further the havingness of it by directing your reality to go in that direction. Now, again, we need to really be very clear that this is not about manipulating the universe, for you certainly don't need to do that. This is not about you getting your hands down into nitty-gritty because that's really none of your business and it's not going to work out very well in any event and it's certainly not about you trying to fix a problem so whenever you are thinking about a directive you certainly might be getting the idea to offer a directive to the universe of your thoughts by looking at a problem that you perceive needing a solution but this is where you get to be an adult and this is where you get to be the true creator of your reality and this is where you get to stop and use the power of your intellect in fact to help you refine what it is that you're looking at and so instead of looking at the problem that requires a solution you'll want to back up and look at what's actually happening and rethink Now, in scripture, this is known as repent, which is just the Latin form of the word rethink. So if you're going to repent, not for your sins and not for the many things you've done wrong, but you're going to rethink, you're going to rethink. So we invite you to step back whenever you are tempted to direct the universe to solve your problem. And to realize that you can repent of your problem-solving ways and think once again, put your attention in a new frame and look at the expansion of thought, the manifestation of reality as an ongoing, expanding idea, instead of being a series of boxes that show up that are limited in scope and nature, because nothing is. So you look at your reality and you realize that instead of having a problem, what you have really, truly is an opportunity to make a new decision. And this is not some sort of mastery class level way of thinking of things, like every problem is an opportunity. We don't mean that. There are no problems. There really are only opportunities. And that's not for a poster, although you could certainly make a poster like that, see if it would sell. But there really are no problems. And so you don't want to direct your reality to solve a problem. It will return void because your reality, the universe of your thoughts, infinite intelligence, cannot solve your problems since they don't exist. As you know, thoughts amplify so what you want is to look at what you're having as the expansion of a thought and not a thought that you don't like because that's not the kind of amplification we're talking about only the thoughts that you like are the ones that return any benefit to you they're the only ones who do the things that you want them to do now that doesn't mean you don't have experiences that you don't like But that not liking things is a perception issue. It's not a manifestation issue. The manifestations are all perfect. So again, as an adult who is directing your reality, you get an opportunity here, a very powerful opportunity, a very, very powerful opportunity to look at what is happening from the perspective of the amplification of thought from the perspective of how this is just the expansion of an idea and not as the correction, the fixing, the solving that you might, from an old chaotic universe perspective, be thinking is the only way to deal with whatever it is that you don't like. If you don't like something, you use the contrast of it to make a new decision. Very simple, very simple. So when you're directing your reality, what you're doing is you're amplifying what you have. Now, you can certainly use the side of the pool to push off down the lane, as we like to say about contrast. You can certainly say in a directive, whereas this is this thing that I really don't like, this is what we're going to do. This is what is going to happen. We certainly have used that in rampages. It's a very good intellectual trick to sort of let you acknowledge, yes, whereas there's this thing that really sucks that I don't like. And now what I'm having is this. So when you're directing your reality, as you'll see as we demonstrate these directives, one of the things that you're going to notice is that there is always an opportunity, always an opportunity to change your mind. There's no doubt, no doubt about this. And you really do want to look at this as an opportunity to use the directive of your reality to your benefit, on your behalf, and very much, very much for you, the amplification of your desire, the expansion of what you like, and things becoming more and more and more what you really do actually adore.
0: You heard it here. It's fun to play with this directive of cash. And if you want to know more about how some of these conversations played out, these are recordings of past workshops. You can head over to communionoflight.com. They have something called The Village, where you can more participate in some of these ongoing conversations. So a directive is really a powerful focus to translate words into the having to really taking our desires and crafting them into a point of knowing it is all here. That really to direct my reality is to amplify my thoughts. You know, one thing that I think is so powerful in what the communion speaks about here is that thoughts amplify and oftentimes we try to use thoughts to cure, to correct, but it's really the universe that's taking the amplification of what we're feeling and bringing it to us. So how can we create a directive where we get into the amplification of having, of having what it is that we want and really seep our consciousness? It is, as they said in this track, a rethinking it's not a problem solving, it's not a how-to, it's not really even a deep dive. It is a repentance, a rethinking of havingness, of amplifying what it is that I have. Even if it is a small bit of what you're wanting, it is that exuberance and that directive to focus in on that feeling, on that knowing, and it is through that amplification that our directive evolves and as we live in this directive the universe has to show up and match it it's not personal but it is profound and here's some more from the communion of light
1: yes indeed and good morning and we welcome you to this very delicious communion of light as we join with you as you enter into this delicious day as it is dawning and unfolding And you realize how perfectly situated you are right now, here today, and that all is well and wonderful. Today we invite you to sit for a moment and think about your helpers. Your helpers are your non-physical friends who have been with you for what you might consider from where you sit to be an eternity. They know you very, very well, although they do not know everything about you because you are the one who knows yourself the best but they do know where you have been and where you are going vibrationally they do see you for who you are and they adore you unconditionally and it is their desire that you have the fullness of everything that you are wanting so today we invite you to sit and think about your dear friends whether you think of them as an angel or a spirit guide or a deceased loved one, whoever or however it is that you think of your helpers, we invite you to sit and literally invite them to join in on this conversation here today. So, as we move forward, we invite you to think about how wonderful it is to be the recipient of so much non-physical assistance. Like anything else your awareness of this assistance is what makes it real. The more you give your attention to it, the more powerfully you experience it. The more you realize how much help you are receiving and have been receiving throughout your entire life the more tangible and the more real it becomes. There was a time when it made a lot of sense to pretend like you did not know any of these things, and that you were disconnected from your source, and that your helpers were certainly not a part of the story of your well-being and wonderfulness. But we think that water passed under the bridge long ago. And now, this moment, this morning, today, it's... Well, it's the beginning of something quite wonderful, a new chapter, if you will, in your story of how you are plugged in and tuned in to the truth of who you are, and are doing so with your delicious, magnificent friends right by your side. Your helpers are here to help you. They are here to offer you the thoughts of expansiveness that create the reality that you want to create. While you are in the midst of looking at your past, and perhaps even worrying about your future, your helpers see you where where you are right in the moment, and they see you as the creator of your experience. So when you say to them, for example, help me remember who I am, they speak to you, not with words, necessarily, but in your mind. And after you have practiced listening to them, if you have not done so already, you will realize they've been speaking to you all along. They sound a little bit like you, but the you that is free and open and willing. The you that asks open-ended questions like, wouldn't it feel better to go in this direction wouldn't it be nice to experience this wonderful thing? The voice inside your mind that says, everything really is okay. These are your helpers. They're amplifying, should you want them to, your awareness of your connection to your own source. And since we are indeed all one, your helpers, and you, just like you and us, and you and everyone that you know, we are all the same. And that's a nice theory, but when you're living your life, sometimes, in fact, we know that many times, for many of you, that really doesn't make a lot of sense. So, in this series of morning meditations... We are inviting you to spend a little bit of time each day inviting your helpers in and particularly inviting them in around the topic of money, creating money, having money, whatever it is that you intend to do with money, whatever it may be. So today we invite you to just sit and feel the presence of your helpers, to invite them in, to notice who they are in relationship to you. And to enjoy the powerful experience that is inevitable in their presence. Because remember, they're bringing you back to you. That's what they do. That's what we do. Your helpers are helping you right now. And as you're thinking about them and as you're mulling them over and you're ruminating on them, We invite you to really pay attention to how delicious it feels to be in their presence and to be connected to yourself through that experience. You are never alone, and you have never been alone. Your helpers have been with you since the very beginning, and as the topic of money goes, they certainly know where you have been and what you have been doing and what has happened and what you have thought about it, and what you have felt about it. They see where you are vibrationally, but they do not believe it unless you are completely plugged in to the true natural state of abundance that exists within you, and you are allowing yourself unfettered manifestations of delight and joy. They don't believe your story, but they know that you have this story, and they sit there with you. And to the extent that you want them to, they will remind you of what's really going on. So today might be a very good day to do that. Today might be a very good day to begin something a little bit different, or to take on something that you've been doing and amplify it. And that is to say to your helpers, bring me thoughts of my abundance. Show me how I am truly wealthy. Bring me thoughts of how I have all the money that I'm wanting right now. Because you know, else you would not be here in this conversation. You know that you are the thinker of your thoughts. And that in the thinking of these thoughts, the reality that you experience is literally created. So when you ask your helpers to bring you thoughts of something, literally what you are doing is directly asking them to help you create the reality that you want. And you certainly could say that. Help me create my luscious, delicious, amplified, abundant reality.
0: Well, I hope that you heard some things today that really got your metaphysical juices flowing. And as every week, as we like to say on the show, we love you. And we know that it is time for you to feel good, sisters and brothers. See you next time.